Hello, God lovers everywhere. Greetings in the wonderful name of Jesus. I want to talk to you today about changing our destiny. Change, you know, people don't like change a lot of times because it's it's an unknown to change what you're doing, how you're doing it, a change in life. Um, but then on the other hand, there's a lot that are unhappy with the events of life and they may even feel trapped uh, in what they believe is a failing destiny. Too many will lose hope and turn to despair. That is, unless they decide to change their future. Yes, I said you can change your future. Uh, we can stop guessing what our fate will be and create our destiny. But how do you do that? Well, how can we create our own destiny? Only God knows the future. That is a fair question. But let me remind you that if we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have already changed a part of our, futures, our, our future destiny. The question is, how did we do that? The Word of God gives us very clear understanding to this life-changing event. If you have your Bibles, or listen to Romans 10, um, 8 through 13. And Paul writes this, But what does it say? The Word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now, you need to underline that, because in, in a moment of time, anyone can change their future with a confession of what they believe in their heart. So, that being said, what is a confession? The word confession comes from the Greek word, which means to make an emphatic declaration, often public, and at times in response to pressure or accusations. It means to declare or assert. The instance that we believe in our heart and then confess with our mouth, we change our destiny. We move from being condemned to eternal damnation to being pardoned and receiving everlasting life. I think you can call that a change in our destiny. What too many Christians do not realize is that it is only part of the change we can receive. Too many believe that is the totality of their um, salvation. They do not realize the full meaning of the word salvation and complete and the complete change that it promises. Understanding what a salvation is and what it supplies will not only change your eternal destiny, but can also change your worldly future. So I want to start, you know, looking this morning and, and us getting an understanding of what the word salvation means. Salvation comes from the Greek word soteria, uh, which is a noun. Okay, what's a noun? It's a uh, person, place, or thing, right? Okay, so um, this word, salvation, soteria, is defined by the Greek as safety, deliverance, health, prosperity, and preservation. Basically, nothing missing, nothing broken. So if we can, can confess our salvation into existence, salvation, what we are literally saying is, we are confessing our deliverance, our safety, our health, our prosperity, and our preservation. So it connotes a position or state of being in wholeness and completeness. 
What a great position to be in, complete lacking nothing, because God supplies all of our need. This sounds great. However, most of the church today is not living in completeness and wholeness. Too many are in want, despair, and not realizing the fullness of their salvation. Why is that the case? Well, to, to answer that question can be found in Romans 10, 8 through 13. Paul tells us there are two conditions for this great salvation God has given us. The first condition is we have to believe it. There are many times that we can say, yeah, Jesus is Lord, but do we really believe it? Yeah, Jesus is the Son of God, yes, but do we believe it? We will only demonstrate or believe in what we have faith or trust in. This, so this brings us to the second condition, putting faith into action by confessing what we believe. How many times do we, as an example, how many times do we sit in a chair uh, that we don't trust? We believe, therefore we sit. Is this faith in action? Will our confession to others be that this chair is safe for setting? Yes, our confession will be in line with the results of what we have experienced and what we believe. However, the truth is that the chair may fail us in the future and cause our faith in our confession to change. What will our confession be then? How many times have we placed our faith, our trust in people and things of this world only to be greatly disappointed? The truth is the things of the world, the moth and rust does eat, and people have frailties and faults and falter. Um, but Jesus tells us in Matthew 6, 19, uh, starting in 19, um, do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust does destroy and where thieves break in to steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal it. As you can see, the world is not where Jesus tells us to put our faith. He tells us to have faith in God in Mark eleven twenty two. Furthermore, where we place our faith in this world can bring either great disappointment to our future or completeness and wholeness. As I stated earlier, we can change our destiny. We control what we choose to believe and what we choose to confess. If we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Now listen, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Completeness. What we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth will establish our future completeness. The big question is, what do we believe in our heart? No one can answer that question for you. Only God and you know the answer. Anyone can change his or her confession. That alone will not change your future. It is the two working in harmony, believing and confessing that changes our destiny. Believing in Christ changed our relationship with God through Jesus's righteousness, bringing right standing. Our confession made it complete, bringing wholeness. Romans 5.19 says this, For as through one man, Adam's disobedience, the many were made sinners, even so, through the obedience of the one, Jesus Christ, the many will be made righteous. Sounds easy, doesn't it? But remember, there's an enemy out there that wants to destroy our faith in God and have us remain a complete despair, sickness, and poverty. 
He wants us to believe that there is no hope or way out of our situation. He wants us to believe and confess that all is lost. For if we believe and confess it, that will be our destiny. However, that is not God's plan for us. We, the church, have the mind of Christ, according to 1 Corinthians 2.16. Let us all believe in our heart what God wants us complete and whole in every way. Why? Because that is what his word tells us, and God cannot lie. Hebrews 6 through 8. Let us fully believe that God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That should be our resolution. Let us believe it. Let us declare it. Confess it. It to all. Our destiny rests in our heart and in our mouth. God has made a way to of escape from the despair of the world because of the lack of knowledge it is often the path less traveled. Now, there are Christians out there who believe confession stuff is not really, not reality. Yet uh, Romans 10, 8 through 13 calls what they believe into existence. Why is that possible? Because we are made in the image of God. Genesis 1, 27, starting with this says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. The word image right there uh, actually means a replica. It's a noun. Um, hence, a representative figure, especially an idol or an image. But the word likeness, which is a separate Hebrew word, um, means to, to be like, um, to operate in that type of a manner, which is we need to operate like God. So what's that make? It means is he, we are a working model, a working model. Psalms 139, verse 13. For God formed my inward parts. He wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to the Lord, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame uh, was not hidden from you, and when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth, your eyes have seen my unformed substance. And in your book were written the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was one, not one of them. Each of us is called into existence before our mother and father were even born. Hebrew 11 confirms this truth. It says this in verse 3, By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what was seen was not made out of things which are visible. I will close with this. And uh, John 14, 12 through 13, Jesus says this, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. Whatever I you ask in my name, that I will do so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him nor know him. 
but you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. So it's not just a matter of can we uh, create with our, our believing and confession, but we're in a position to, to see all this come to pass just by asking Jesus and believing in our hearts that it happens. The word believe there is have faith in, upon, um, or with respect to a person or thing. Matthew 12, 34, with the mouth speaks out, for the mouth speaks out of all that which fills the heart. The good man brings out his good treasure, what is good, and the evil man uh, brings out his evil treasure, what is evil. But I tell you that every careless, inactive, idle, unfruitful, barren word that people speak they shall give account of uh, for it in the day of judgment. For by your words, um, your reason thought, you will be justified. And by your words, reason thought, you will be condemned. So now we understand what James talks about. Faith without works is dead. We can say we have faith, but do we really have faith in our heart? Do we really believe? If we really believe it, then what we believe in our heart should correspond with who God says we are, not who the world says we are. Our confession, what we declare, assert, should be what we believe in our heart. And then Proverbs 23 says this, Do not eat the bread of selfish evil men or desire his delicacies, for as a man thinks within himself, so he is. And to expand on that, as a man thinks within himself, so he will call forth, declare. You know, we must renew our mind. And that brings to mind um, what James tells us, to renew our mind to the saving of our soul. That means to renew our mind to a point of where we know who we are in Christ and who Christ is in us. Have a blessed week. Until next time. To complete in us.